Welcome to another episode of the Feral Human Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Smith. And this episode, I want to talk about the concept of know yourself. And I don't want to talk about the thoughts that run through your head or your motivations or your goals. I want to talk about know your body. Your body is talking to you all the time. It's constantly telling you things, sending you signals, letting you know what's going on and what you need to pay attention to. But most of us have spent a lot of time ignoring those signals, partially because we've been trained to, you know, when you're a kid sitting in school and they tell you to sit still and shut up, that's not natural for a kid. It's especially not natural for a kid to do for eight hours. So we've gotten very good at staying in fixed positions and not moving and ignoring things that our body is telling us that we need to do because we've been trained for a very long time. It goes a lot deeper than this, but I mean, that's, that's the root of where a lot of this comes from is things we've been programmed to do by the people around us, the institutions around us, all the things that we do in our life. And the problem is with ignoring these signals, especially over a long period of time, is there are consequences. Our body is telling us these things for a reason, and it's telling us so that we can adjust our behavior to a way that keeps us healthy or fulfills our body's needs. And when you ignore these over a long period of time, you end up not fulfilling needs or you end up doing things that are harmful to the body, and eventually the body breaks. And these signals are telling you how to avoid that happening. But unfortunately, because we spend so much time ignoring them and we ignore them so regularly that these things all compile and build up and we end up with major health problems. So I just want to talk about a few things that are pretty common for most of us to ignore. And I'm not pretending that I am, I'm immune to this. I am guilty of all of these as well, but it's, it's important to be aware of them so that when these things show up, you can take a look at what your response is to your body's signal, especially within certain categories. You'll probably find that you're more willing to listen in some categories than in others. And also to be aware of what happens when you do ignore these signals and what happens when you listen to these signals. So the first one that is just a chronic problem for pretty much everybody in the developed world is our sleep patterns. Almost none of us sleep as much as we should. And for the most part, we're not getting sleep that is of high a quality as what we should be getting. Most of us are getting low quality sleep for less hours than we need. So we're getting dramatically less sleep than our body wants. And it's not hard to find people that are tired. Almost everybody you talk to will talk about how tired they are, how little sleep they got last night, how much they have to do, how crappy their sleep was. And there's a few reasons for this. Number one is it's electricity. It's modern lighting. Our circadian rhythm, our internal clock is supposed to be set by the sun. That's why in the wintertime you feel like going to bed hours and hours sooner than you do in the summertime. Because when that sun goes down, after it goes down about two hours later, it's pretty normal for us to want to go to bed. We don't have great night vision. We're not the kind of critters that can run around all night without running into serious problems with things like predators or falling into holes, running into trees. If you spent much time in the woods in the middle of the night with no lighting, you know how incredibly dark it is. 
So we're not nocturnal critters. We get up a little bit before the sun breaks the horizon and we go to bed a little bit after the sun goes down over the horizon. And that's pretty generally how our body likes to operate. Modern lighting really screws with that signal, especially because so much of it with modern screens is blue light, which is very similar to the sun. And it shuts down hormones. Um, it changes hormone production in our bodies and it alters our internal clock so that we don't get tired when we should. We don't sleep as well as we should, and we don't get up when we should. There are things you can do to mitigate this, things like blue blocker glasses and stuff. But the other problem is because, <laughs> you know, Netflix, Netflix binging kind of stuff. I, I will not pretend that I haven't stayed up till two or three in the morning binging a show with entertainment and stuff like that. It's really easy to just sit there and get enthralled with something and keep rolling and completely forget like not even forget, but not even care to go to bed. And especially things like sleep deprivation, they build up over time and our body does a lot of important functions when we're asleep. We process memories, we store information, our body does major repairs and it gets rid of like old crap in our body. It processes out old stuff. So this is all really important stuff that has to happen. There is a reason why humans sleep eight hours a night because it's not just a waste of time, as many people think. It's really important for your health, especially cardiovascular health. So you need to be getting enough sleep. And when you're tired, the solution is not to have another cup of coffee. It's to adjust your patterns and get more sleep. We're all going to have nights that are bad nights and we don't get a lot of sleep. But if it's a chronic problem, it is a lifestyle problem. It is, it is not something that you need to just ignore and keep going. It will catch up with you. Also, the more stressed out you are, the more sleep you're going to need, the more your body has to process the stress crap out of your body and you're going to need more sleep. So chronically stressed, chronically underrested, it is a recipe for major, major, especially heart problems among many other things, but especially heart problems. And you will see in our fatality statistics that it is a major chronic problem, sleep deprivation. Now, let's move on to one of my favorites growing up, pain. And I'm not talking discomfort, I'm talking proper pain. We've all heard the expression, no pain, no gain, right? That is the workout mentality that you need to be absolutely destroying yourself or you won't make any progress. Take it to the max, turn it up to 11. There's a time and a place to really push your body and see what you're capable of, expand your boundaries and really, really push the envelope of what you can do. It's definitely not every workout and it's definitely not when a movement or a position causes pain. Pain is an indicator that something is wrong with your body. You are moving improperly, improperly. there's damage to a muscle, there's damage to a joint. These are not things to ignore. These are things to get evaluated. These are things to rehabilitate. Pain is an extremely important uh, symptom or extremely important signal your body is sending you. This is not the sort of thing you want to just put off. It will lead to major, major, major injuries down the road, joint replacements, stuff like that. The thing about pain is that our body is pretty resilient and with rest or regular proper movement, 
things will get moving along pretty regularly. Unfortunately, most of our bodies don't work the way they're supposed to anymore because we spend lots of time sitting in fixed positions. Our body is designed to move through a large range of motion most of the day. By sitting or holding, it's not even sitting, it's just sitting in this or using the same position regularly for long periods of time, our body starts to take on that position because our body wants to make things easier. If you're sitting in a chair all day, your body is going to start to look like a chair because it's easier to maintain the chair position once you spend a lot of time in the chair. If you're not moving regularly, things stop moving the way they're supposed to. And that's when things start to hurt. Muscles require movement to bring in fresh nutrients, to pump out toxins, and keep everything moving. Our lymphatic system does not have any sort of heart to move it along. So if you're not moving, your lymphatic system isn't moving either. The solution to pain is not to push through the problem. The solution to pain is to rehabilitate the problem. And short of like an acute injury, pain generally doesn't get better just by ignoring it or pushing through it. Usually what happens is it turns into a much more intense injury. I ended up with this problem when I was a kid as a swimmer. I got to the point at 12 years old, I couldn't pick my arms up over my head because it hurt so bad from overuse injuries swimming. And it came because it hurt to pick my arms up over my head and do things that I did in swimming. And the mentality was like, work through the pain. Don't worry about it. Just be tough, push through. And it ended up putting me in physical therapy for both shoulders at 12 years old. Pain is a signal. If you're sitting in a position and it hurts, if you're moving and it hurts, and I'm not talking about discomfort like you've done 20 air squats and your legs are burning. I'm talking proper pain. It's your body telling you that you are moving improperly or there is an injury. It's time to go find somebody to help you through that and rehabilitate it, get you moving properly. Or if you're knowledgeable enough yourself, take on the rehabilitation yourself. But it's not something to ignore and push through. All right, so let's look at thirst. Going, when I was going through personal training school forever ago, the common recommendation was to drink even if you're not thirsty. And in many cases, they'll tell you to drink as much as you can tolerate, as often as you can tolerate. Because if you get thirsty, that means you're dehydrated and it's already too late and that's it. Like you're headed down that slippery slope to heat stroke, heat exhaustion stuff. And even when I was going through school, it sounded really, really silly to me that the human body was too stupid to know when it was dehydrated and it had to drink all the time. Like before water faucets and water bottles where the hell were people getting that much water? Like you had to go to a creek or a pond to get water. You weren't just carrying water around with you 100% of the time. So it didn't really make any sense to me that that was the case. When you are thirsty, your body wants fluids. It's not that you're too stupid to know that you need fluids. The body has a very sophisticated regulatory system for maintaining hydration during exercise. Um, marathon runners up until the Gatorade Sports Science Institute started recommending hydration standards, which I'm sure I don't need to tell you that there's a conflict of interest there. 
But until the GSSI started recommending hydration standards, most marathon runners didn't drink during their marathon or they would have, you know, a drink several hours in because the human body is very, very, very good at staying hydrated. We are evolved as hot weather critters. We developed in Africa. We don't have fur. We're one of the only critters on the planet that can operate at any sort of level of intensity during the hottest time of the day for long periods. Most critters will heat stroke out and die during that period. We are highly evolved, highly evolved hydration specialists. We're not quite like the tippy top because we can't drink salt water, but we're up there. And if you'd like to know more about that, I highly recommend Dr. Timothy Noakes book waterlogged. But if you're thirsty, you want water. Uh, we can go into more into water and another time tap water is kind of crappy. You should really filter it. And I've personally experimented with doing other things and had good results. We'll do that in another episode, but just understand that when you're thirsty, that's a sign that you're ready to drink water. Uh, things like caffeine will mess with this because it's a diuretic. It changes cell hydration and what your body wants to hold on to. So understand that your body is not stupid. It knows when it wants water. It knows when it does not. And most people get the best hydration benefit drinking some water with their meals because it's absorbed easier with food. Drink water. Anyway, so let's move on to hunger. Hunger is an interesting thing because we have such easy access to food now. Through most of human history, through most up until really agriculture, there was not regular easy access to food. You had to go out into the world and find it. And plants, you know, they're seasonal. And critters really don't want to be eaten, so you have to go get them. They're not just going to stand there and say, here's a steak. You had to do a lot of work to get your food. And it would have been fairly normal for people to go a long period of time without eating. And when I say long period, several days, maybe a couple weeks, that's what our fat stores are for. It's emergency food for when times are tough. We live off of our fat supplies until new food comes in. Obviously, agriculture changed that quite a bit because when you are planting crops and harvesting crops, it's a more stable, more known quantity. But up until that, it's probably 10 to 15,000 years ago when that really started happening, we lived like pretty much everybody else on the planet. We, our job was getting food. Now, the problem with having so much food, and especially having so much easy access to highly refined sugars, is our bodies have become very, very confused on what nutrients it needs and what nutrients it wants. Sugar, highly refined sugar, is very addictive because the only, pretty much the only way to get it prior to very modern times, like past few hundred years, was honey. And I don't know about you, I'm not trying to go out and bare hand honey out of a beehive. That sounds like a real good way to have a real bad day. Um, fruit was seasonal, but fruit is not like our modern, modern cultivated varieties. They were not as sweet. They did not have as much sugar. They had a lot more fiber, so you didn't get as much sugar out of them. You had to work. Your body had to work a lot harder to extract the sugar as well. So we didn't have the access to sugar that we have now. 
And here is why sugar throws everything out of the mix. When you eat a whole bunch of sugar that your body absorbs really quickly, like processed sugars, what happens is your insulin, your blood sugar levels go up, 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 and they go really high. That's bad because it will kill you. It will put you into a coma. So your body reacts to that by up, 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 up the insulin levels, insulin levels to pull all the sugar out of your blood to keep you at a nice, happy baseline where you're supposed to be. Well, that sugar supply is not infinite. And those really high insulin levels eventually deplete the sugar that's coming into your bloodstream. Now the insulin levels are still high, but the sugar levels are dropping below what they should be. And that's when you get that crash. You feel real dopey, grousy. A lot of people get really grumpy. It's because they're basically going into a sugar withdrawal. And it takes time for your body to get the insulin out and then release stored sugar back into the bloodstream and get things evened out. This is also problematic because over time, your body basically gets tired of regulating that sugar response and you don't regulate it as well, which is basically what diabetes is, is your body has some sort of metabolic disorder where it doesn't regulate its blood sugar properly. Again, this is more of a problem problem with modern times because up until a few hundred years ago, uh, processed sugar processed sugar was so expensive that only the extremely rich could afford it because it took so much energy to process the sugar. Now with modern processing techniques, sugar is the cheapest thing you can buy basically, and it lasts forever. So companies love using it in their products because then they don't have to worry about the shelf life of their products. Fruit goes bad in a pretty short period of time. Twinkies, they last a long time. So this yo-yo really screws up your hunger response. And if you pay attention, your body will tell you what you're craving. And for most of us, it's going to be sugar. Your body wants sugar because we're addicted to sugar. I've spent a lot of time avoiding sugar and going away from sugar. And what I found when I avoid sugar is that I crave fat and protein, especially protein. Like there are times where I've just like, I've got to have a steak or I've got to have a chicken. I got to have something because my body's just like protein, protein, protein. And that's because when you eliminate that sugar craving, you're, you can better understand what your body needs. Um, I'm not saying that you need to eliminate sugar completely from your diet. I'm not going to tell you, you know, that you need to do that. My girlfriend's vegan. That's pretty much impossible, but I will tell you that you should listen to your body's responses. And if you're constantly craving sugar, if when you get hungry, you're, you're craving sugar or you get sugar cravings throughout the day, you're addicted to sugar. What you're doing is going through sugar withdrawals. And the other problem that this sugar addiction, um, adds is that most people don't know what it feels like to be satisfied. They know what it feels like to be full but they don't know what it feels like to be satisfied. Satisfied is a very different thing. Satisfied is not when your stomach, you know, like you're letting two um, holes out of your belt so you can fit in your pants and you feel like you want to stuff some more food in there, but your stomach's like, now we can't like think Thanksgiving dinner, you know, laying on the couch, watching football, passing out because you're in a food coma. I'm talking you're satisfied. You don't want to eat anymore. You don't feel bloated. You don't feel like you've packed as much food in as you can. And this will happen when your primary food source is not sugar. 
and understand that all carbohydrates break down into sugar. Some of them break down faster than others, um, but processed sugar will really send you on that insulin roller coaster. So pay attention to your body and its hunger responses. Do you feel full after a meal? Also, how does the food make you feel after eating? Are there certain things that you eat that you just feel really crappy after you eat? Like I have some friends who are lactose intolerant and every once in a while they got to have ice cream. It's, I don't even need to tell you what kind of misery that causes later down the road, but how does the food you eat make you feel after eating it? Half an hour, hour, two hours. Do you start getting crazy sugar cravings? Like, are you just, you got to have something sweet. Do you, after a meal, are you full, but you still want to eat like you don't feel satisfied? That's, that's a sign that your body isn't getting the things it needs and also that you're addicted to sugar. Those are really, really the big ones that I want to highlight today. Your sleep patterns, whether or not you're in pain, you know, your response to thirst and your response to hunger. Pay attention to these things. Your body's telling you things. And if you listen to them, you'll be better off for it. Watch out for the sugar cravings. Get enough sleep. If it hurts, look into it. Don't do it. And when you're thirsty, when you're hungry, eat the food that your body wants. Don't give in to those like, I just have to have something sweet all the time. That's the roller coaster ride. Get off that sugar addiction. Anywho, I hope you guys are having a great new moon moving into December here. We're coming up on the holiday seasons. I hope you get lots of time with friends, family, loved ones, and I hope you get lots of rest and time for like contemplation, processing the year, and getting ready for the, the next year coming up here soon. That's all I got for you today. Thanks for listening, and until next time, go feral.